What is up, guys? Um, I couldn't fall asleep. It's almost four in the morning, and uh, just can't really sleep. So I'm just gonna talk about a little bit about um, self-discipline. Now, what I learned over the time of things is it's best to preach about what you know about. Meaning, don't preach something unless you know it. Okay, it's better you just keep your mouth shut, but if you do know something that's valuable and it can be valuable to other people, you should always be willing to tell them so they can learn from it, um, is what I gathered. So, um, knowing me, if you knew me at all, you would know that I am, uh, I am pro-gun and I, uh, I believe in defending myself and the ones around me, and I'm gonna give you my opinion on why I think if you haven't shot a gun and you're willing to, I think you should get the training you need. Um, first of all, never half-ass it. Never just buy a gun. If you're going to buy a gun, know how to use a gun. Take it to the range. Ask people to help you so you can grow to become a better shooter. Because at the end of the day, no one should have a gun and not know how to use it. You should never. A gun's not a toy. If I don't know how to use a gun, then don't buy a gun at all. But if you do end up taking that first step and buying a gun, then I suggest you learn all you can about it. Um, learn how the ins and outs of a gun. Learn how to take it apart. Learn how to clean it. Learn how to shoot it. Learn how to safety it. Learn all those things, and uh, and you'll be well. You know, you got. You need uh, everybody. I think, in my opinion, everybody should. And I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying should carry some sort of firearm in their house at all times. Um, I think it always should be locked up. It should always be away from kids' hands, but uh, a responsible parent or sibling who has knowledge of using a gun should have access to that gun. And it's important you get the training you need so you know how to use that gun. Um, so let's say, you know, it's important because we have, we, God warns us about wicked people, okay? He wor warns us that the wicked come to take blood on the innocent. He tells us that many times in the Bible. And it's important that we take that word and we do something about it. A lot of people don't do anything about it. I think it's appropriate that you um, get a gun and you defend your household. Because think about it. If I'm a dad and I got my two kids and my wife sleeping in my house, I don't know who the fuck is going to come up to my house and I don't know why the fuck they're going to come up to my house. So I want a gun. You know, you always got to think about what could happen and the possibilities, you know. You can't be stuck in one position thinking everything's fine, okay. Because you don't live in a fantasy world. There are evil people out there that want to kill you. And uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, it's important you get a gun. Now, I'm not saying you have to. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. This is just my opinion. So, honestly, if you think I'm like that, then you're, you're completely wrong about me. But uh, I know for sure the day I move out, I'll already have a gun. I guarantee you, the day I move out of my house out of my parents' house to move into my own. I'll have a 12-gauge pump shotgun loaded and sit next to my bed every night. I guarantee you, if that mother, if a motherfucker's trying to get in my house, well, he, he's gonna, okay. It depends, though. If he's got a knife, you know, I'll probably just shoot at his feet, make him run out. But if he's got, um, 
if he's got a gun, I'm gonna shoot his ass. Uh, plain and if you're coming on my property and you have a gun to kill me and my family, you bet your ass you're getting shot. I'm sorry. I'm sending the slug right to your chest. I don't, I don't give a flying fuck about your feelings. I don't give a fuck about who's gonna cry at your funeral. I really don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll fucking shoot you and I'll kill you. End of story. It's really that simple. Um, also, if you like to hunt, you know, you know, I ask, I tell people, try something new every day, you know, do something new. There's something about going out into the woods and hunting your food and bringing it back so you can eat. Um, there's a lot of pride that comes in that because it's heritage. Now, we all inherit things from our ancestors. Well, one thing our ancestors have in common is they hunted for their food. You know, they went out back in the old days and, you know, during the Great Depression when there wasn't much, you bought a rifle and you hunt squirrel or pheasant or whatever you want to eat. And you kill it and you bring it back to your family and you eat the food. You know, guns are an important thing. And, you know, a lot of people nowadays, they misuse guns and they do evil things with guns. But at the end of the day, guns is a part of American history and a part. It's, it's, living, it's a living document. A gun is a living document. It, things can be added to guns, but they'll, their purpose will always stay the same. It's to protect and to hunt food and to exercise your right to bear arms. Now, that's the living document of a, a gun is a living document. You know, they, they, they all got barrels and powder and, you know, bullets leave the barrel and it's a living document. It stays the same, but it can change. Um, and it's meant for the same thing. Um, whether you just like to target shoot or you believe in self-defense or you hunt food with it, Either way, it is a, it's, it's a living thing that cannot be changed. And I tell you what, if you guys put me in office, which, hell, one day I wish you, I wish you guys would vote me in, <laughs> I guarantee you, y'all will be sitting pretty and uh, you, you won't have to worry about me taking your guns. That would never happen. <laughs> nope. Well, Hitler took guns. That's, that's who took guns is Hitler, you know. You can't trust Hitler, dude. If... Hitler disarmed his citizens, and look how that ended up. It was a fucking clusterfuck. So, um, yeah, so, you know, just think about that and keep that in mind, you know. Just, you know, maybe I made you think about buying a gun, and that's a good thing. But just know when you're going to buy a gun is sign up for classes. Go through hunter safety course. I don't care if you don't hunt or you do hunt. Hunter safety course will still teach you the basics of a firearm and the safety of a firearm. So if you're just a youngster going out wanting to buy a gun, ask mom and dad to take you through hunter safety before you do anything. So you are certified and you are considered a safe m member and, uh, you know, it's kind of like your ID of approval, you know. A lot of people won't approve you if you don't have your hunter safety and you don't know anything about firearms, they're not going to approve you. But if you want confidence in your shooting, and you want to be a better shot, then you might want to sign up for some shooting classes and um, also go through hunter safety. That's that's my best advice I can give you about that. Um, I went through hunter safety. It was a cakewalk. Um, it was fucking easy. I loaded the wrong ammunition, but that doesn't mean fucking shit. I know people say, well, that's important. Well, yeah, but I mean, never in real life would I load the wrong fucking ammunition. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that fucking dumb, okay? It was just a fucking mess up. I don't know what the hell happened. But, 
um, maybe because I had a bunch of fucking people breathing down my neck, I couldn't even fucking focus, you know, <laughs> they're like, here, load the right ammunition, they're fucking looking down your neck, like, bro, back the fuck up, dude, I know how to fucking load a gun, like, just sit the fuck down, is honestly how I felt, but, so that's, that's the basics of what you should know to buy a firearm now. Whether you do or not, I don't care, but I pray to God that your neighbor, if you don't, if you don't own a gun, I pray that your neighbor does, because, <laughs> you know, you need the closest, you, you want to know, when I'm in the subdivision, and I'm living in the subdivision, and I'm pulling into my subdivision, I'm going to feel a whole lot safer knowing that there's a gun in every single house, and you want, you want your neighborhood to be known as a neighborhood, don't come rob our neighborhood, don't come steal our children, don't come kidnap our children. Because every single one of us carries guns. That's what scares them off. If I told you that there was 50 Marine Corps veterans living on base, would you go rob the base? No. No. You would fucking run away from it. <laughs> it's just things you don't do, and that's one of them. But, uh, so that's my stance on that. Um, I'm, I can brainstorm something else to chit-chat about. Um... Oh, for all who care to wonder, I got a new, um, I wouldn't say girlfriend yet, but she's, you know, I'm interested. She's practically my girlfriend because I don't text any other women and I'm putting all my time into her. So, I mean, what else do you call a woman that you do that with? Uh, I call that a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you. You know, those fuckboys, they can't tell you, these fuckboys out there, they can't tell you what a girlfriend is because they don't fucking know because they haven't made up their mind. So you ask them, what's a girlfriend, you know, pieces, you know, wasted time, you know, they'll say all that dumb shit. But, um, not for me, dude. <laughs> I know what I want, trust me. But, so yeah, she's, oh my god, she's fucking hot too, dude. <laughs> I kid you not, bro. Mm, she, she's in for a treat, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, she, uh, she's gonna get what she wants. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, but, yeah, um, so I can talk a little bit about myself, um, which, it sounds cliche, like, oh, let's talk about me, but really, I'm not a self-absorbed person, I don't even think about myself or my, my good being, really, I just, uh, but anyway, I don't even know why I started talking about that, but a little bit about me is, um, as you read my channel and you go through my podcast, you know, it's good to know about, you know, who you're talking to. You are talking to a God-fearing, pussy-loving, gun-shooting, Christian motherfucker. <laughs> That's who you're talking to, um, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my country. I'm proud of our soldiers, I'm proud of hot fucking women that just need to get fucked sideways, I'm proud of fucking children because they're so cool, I'm proud of fucking bacon because bacon tastes fucking great, I'm proud of fucking hot cars, dude, you ever seen a, you ever seen a Chevelle, like a 1960-something Chevelle, dude, a little rumble under the hood, yeah, what you do is you put your girlfriend on the top of that hood and you give her a little earthquake shaking, <laughs> that's what you do, that's what you do now, but... That's that's pretty much me and uh, that, that whole everything just summed me up pretty much uh pretty elaborately so but um yeah so that's my thoughts and views on all that bullshit you know
a lot of people they they try to make a point about proving a point and they forget about the point just to prove themselves a point uh i already have my mind made up if you don't have a person that doesn't have their mind made up then you can't trust them because how can you trust if i'm let's say i'm in the marine corps and i just signed up and i'm going through boot camp and i have instructors to in instruct me but if the instructors aren't confident in their instructing then why would i take instruction from them so you need people that are wise and know what they're talking about if you want to seek guidance and and wisdom um so obviously i'm a good guy for that I, I know what i'm talking about not blowing smoke up any ass but uh you can definitely trust me for sure you just kind of you're kind of stupid if you say brandon i don't trust you i kind of laugh at you because a i would die for you because i would defend you to my death b i encourage jesus christ on your soul so i'm always confused on why people think that you know they don't know me or something because really it boils down to you not knowing me <laughs> and uh so you never know someone unless you spent five days in the woods with them <laughs> then then you'll know them for sure you'll see the good and the bad <laughs> but uh yeah so i got this new freaking uh sugar cookies vape yeah it sounds kind of gay when I read it. <laughs> you know, sugar cookies, you know, it sounds a little girlish, but, you know, it draws hard, meaning it hits good, so, you know, I got three, I got my CBD oil, which, honestly, marijuana is way better, but, you know, fucking CBD is cool. You got the fucking sugar cookies, um, that, which I already just fucking said, <laughs> um, then you got the uh, Mr. Salt's 50 milligram Dragon Fruit Palm. Yep. So Dragon Fruit is it was good. I think I mixed my CBD too much with it. So it uh it um you know I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now, but. And if, while I'm talking right now, guys, I got, a, I got a little things for, um, girls here. So if any girls are watching my podcast, this is for you. Um, here we go. This is a perfect one, guys. All right. So this is for all you women out there, and, well, men, I guess, but it does say promises from God Almighty from for women. So you might ask me why the hell I had this. Well, it belongs to my mother, and, uh, you know, no one reads the word of God around here, so anything God, you know, I, I just take it because I love God, but <laughs> I'm always wanting to read God's word. But here it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, and it really is, and that's in um, Noah ch ver chapter 8, verse 10, I'm guessing. Um, it's N-A-H, N-E-H, which I don't know what that stands for, but nah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. But. So, you just got your little quote from God and a bunch of good information. Um, you know, I've been hearing, you know, I was flipping through my Instagram, and, uh, I saw that the NRA was lying to the Americans 
or something, or portrayed something, and you know what, that, hey, I always thought I was an NRA member, um, I guess you really can't trust anybody nowadays, you know, everybody, once something gets big, and something turns big, it all goes corrupt, because they get focused on being big, and expanding numbers, they don't, they forget what their whole purpose is, and everything goes down the shitter, so, I mean, I was an NRA member, and I'm kind of, Thinking, well, what the fuck, you know? I'm sure they still got good people. It's not, it's the NRA, it's not the people that are affiliated with the NRA. The people who are affiliated with the NRA, I know and trust them because I see people with NRA stickers on their trucks, and when they get out of their truck, you can size them up and you can tell, well, you know, this is a good man, you know, I want this man to babysit my children. And I always, I always judge a man. I'll, I'll always look at a man, and I'll always judge a man by, if I if I like him, and if I approve of him, he can be my kid's babysitter. But if I look at a man and I say, no, you're not being around my children, then, so saying, when I say, you can be my child's babysitter, that's giving you a compliment, meaning I trust you enough to babysit my own children. So it's really, uh, it's, it's really a thing, a little thing I came up with, but. <clears throat> uh. Sorry, I had to take a smoke break. But yeah, you know, you got all these fucking... There's a lot of fuckboys out there in the world, dude. A lot of fuckboys who... Don't have their mind made up. You know, I don't have my mind made up half the time, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, I slowly come to grip with myself, you know. I mean good by what I say, but, and I mean true by what I say, but sometimes things get in the way that, you know, things just don't work out like you want them to. And, uh, you know, and I call that not mean, meant to be, you know, if it's not meant to be, <laughs> If things don't work out on purpose, and odds are it's something, like for instance, I tried texting this girl, and I texted her, I told her everything I felt, I told her what we could be, and she said no, and I respect that, but a greater thing came out of her no is, I had a woman that liked me the whole time, and she wanted to be with me, and not only that, but she's sexy as fuck, so really, I fucking... That no was for a greater yes. So it, it's trial and error. It's patience. And before things get good, it, you will be tested before things good get good for you. You will be tested. And uh, your faith will be tested. And uh, it all comes to, it's all in God's hands. If God wants you to have something, he'll give it to you. If God doesn't want you to do something, he, he'll tell you. You know, you just got to ask him to. Um... And that's really unlocking the key of life, is Jesus. And he is the way, the truth, the life, and the love of the world. And uh, it's simple as that. There's there's really no way around that. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care how high you are in this world. You think you have power over what I say. Uh, you Nothing overpowers God. And, and I'm sorry, but uh, you need to get the fuck out of my face if you think you do. <laughs> you know, because I'll fucking shoot you right there. I don't give a fuck about your life, dude. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> like, really.
if you think that you're higher than God, then I'll shoot you. Because only Satan thought. You know what happened? The person who thought Satan who was higher than God? Satan. And now look at that motherfucker. So, you know what? You can say, oh, you're being too rough when you say you're going to shoot somebody. No, fuck you. I'll shoot the motherfucker who's questioning me, too. I'll shoot both of you motherfuckers. End of story. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Really, I don't. But uh, that's not the point. I kind of got off topic. But anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, hit up my weed dealer, and, uh, we're gonna see if he, uh, I told him, I told him, I said, alright, I don't get, I don't have a job, okay, here, I ple I pleaded my case with him, I told him, dude, you seem really cool, you know, I told him that, I don't have a job right now, so I can't, I don't have money to buy weed, I'm not gonna, I can't steal, I mean, I would steal, but, you know, stealing's bad, so, you know, I can't, I can't steal, but, and, you know, I don't have a job, and I have a smoking habit, you know, I'm into smoking weed, you know, and, uh, so, it sucks when you don't have money, and you're trying to get the weed, but you ain't got the money to get the weed, so I'm like, hey, bro, can you loan me six grams and I'll pay you 80 when I get my job? And I said I'll smoke him down and I said I'd buy for him till the day I die. So he'll have a loyal customer. If if he takes up the offer, I don't know. I'll find out tomorrow, but... Um, you know, hopefully he does. Hopefully he's like, yeah, dude, I'm on my way, dude. Like, I'm coming to bring your dope to you. Dude, I'll be... Dude, I'll smoke five, I'll smoke the whole bag with them, dude. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But, uh, that's a little bit what's going on with me, but I try to keep it simple. Nothing too crazy and out of hand, but that's all for this podcast. Thank you for listening, and y'all have a good night. Thank you. Hello, podcast listeners. Today I'll be sharing my point of view about the Civil War and just facts about the Civil War that you might not know, and why I think the South um, gets ripped on too much. I think the South, as a as a union or as a um, as togetherness, I think the South gets trampled on, and uh, I, I just I, I don't think it's fair about what people say about the South, um, whether they practice slavery or not. Uh, simply due to the fact that um, back in those days, you know. People, um, people, the, the South relied on the slaves to, um, get their cotton because that's the way they made money. Uh, the, the South made their money off of slavery and off of cotton and crops. That's what the South was. And the Union, which is, um, under the presidency of, uh, Abe Lincoln, well, so was the South because they weren't divided yet, but... Um, pretty much the Union, or the Blue Coats, I call them, they, they didn't need slavery like the South needed slavery. The South needed slaves so they could get their work done. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't, um, you know, South landowners that were mean and abusive and raped the women and, and, and the slaves, but yes, that did happen and it's a wicked thing, but the over... The overall population of the South, I'm sure, just used slaves to, as a tool. They used them as a tool. They used a human being as a tool to get their crops done faster so they can make money. Now, 
the south and the north are very different. The north has is industrialized, okay? They they make machineries, they have machines. The south is far behind that. They they are not kept up with what the north has. So instead of they they don't have the tools in the in the mining areas like the north does. So they relied heavily on slaves to get their work done. And I believe that many of the landowners in the south who um you know they 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 fought against the the Yankees because simply due to the fact that they were proud of their of their upbringing meaning they're proud of you know they have land and they're going to defend it because they were defending the only way they knew how to live and I think that's more honorable than a country fighting for nothing and what I mean, they fought for the belief to end slavery, but the South wasn't about slavery. The North perceived them as they were just about slavery, but they needed the slaves. That's what y'all don't understand. Back in those days, it was right to own a slave because they did your work and you needed to make the money. Now, that it's just supply and demand at that point, uh, plain and simple. So I do believe that the South uh, gets ripped on and... You know, I'm my dad was from Alabama. You know, I I got a little southern accent in me when I talk sometimes, but that that doesn't I I'm very proud of the south simply due to the fact of what they've done and what they achieved and who they were and what their history is. It's a very fascinating history the south is. You had a lot of new things going on. And um I think I think that the south is always will be rich in history. If you want a good history lesson, you know, anywhere you read about the South or, you know, slavery or anything, that 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 shows them who they are as a country. Now, not may it might not be the best reputation, but I do believe that they use South, they use the slaves in the South, as a tool to get work done. You know, they didn't have the advantages the the North had, and that's simply just what I think about that whole subject. Um, and you know what? And also, like I said this before, guns, you know, we, us as a country, you know, guns have always been um, a big thing for our country. It, it brought us to freedom. It, it won wars. Guns, if we didn't have guns, guys, we would not, I guarantee you, we would not be a free country. The, and, you know, think about all the richness of the history about hunting and gathering your food and shooting it. You know, guns wasn't meant to be used for school shootings and game bangers. And also, I refer to the game bangers now, you know, the people in the hood that sling dope and get into shootouts and drive-bys. I call them modern-day cowboys. They are modern-day cowboys, but they don't act southern and they don't carry themselves as a western type. But game bangers nowadays are just wild outlaws that have no boundaries. They They fight for territory. Think about it. Gang leaders, they fight for territory, they fight for um, demanding their drugs, and they, that's why they want their territory. They demand um, respect, you know, that's that's all the characteristics of an outlaw cowboy scene back in the old days, but it's just newer now because days have changed. That's what I, that's what I think about the subject, but, um, and, uh, yeah, so, I, I'll always be, I'll always back the Second Amendment up. I don't think it protects us fully, but I think I think if someone wanted it changed, they could. They just don't. To be honest, I think we're really vulnerable. Um, I think people in power could honestly 
just take away the amendment because they feel like it. Now, obviously, it would be a big outrage because I know a lot of Americans wouldn't take that. And I bet you they'd be fighting back with their guns, you know. I'll always say this. His, history tells us, or no, Hitler, Hitler tells us that if you want to, and this is Adolf Hitler speaking, if you want to overthrow a country, first disarm its citizens. Because think about it, if, the, if, if, we get our, if we get our weapons taken away, then we have nothing to protect ourselves from the government being overthrown, from, from burglars breaking in, from hunting our food. You know, they, there's a lot of things you can do with a firearm. You know, it's not just made for one thing, it's, it's made for all certain things. And um, that's just my belief on it. That's my short little podcast about the South and uh, what I think about guns and stuff. So I appreciate you listening and y'all have a good night. Thank you. Hello, podcast listeners. Today is important. This message is important. So I encourage you guys to stay all the way through the end and hear me out and what I have to say. This I am taking scripture from Matthew 7. Um, he talks, Jesus is preaching about don't worry about things of this world, but worry on God and focus on God and all these things will come to you. And I'm going to preach, well I'm not going to preach, I'm going to read from the word here and um, break it down as best as I can for you. Because this is an important piece of scripture and uh, I think everybody will be able to use it and keep it and build their own faith off of it. But here Jesus says, Don't worry about don't worry about these things, saying, What will you eat? What will you drink? What will you wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. So the worry of what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna eat? What am I gonna drink? These are people who don't see God and if they saw God and they knew God they would surely eat and they would not worry because when you know God there is really you have no worry I have no worry about dying I know that my creator will take me hopefully as I am because I you know I keep his word and I trust that he will deliver me from hell into his kingdom and um, that's basically why the reasons why I know I trust him and he's saying um, these thoughts of our unbelievers, of who, who people who focus on what and worry too much, they're unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs, Jesus says. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So really, it's all about reading God's word and trusting God, and he will give you what you need. Nobody in this world knows you more than God knows you. Nobody. Nobody will ever know you more than God knows you, and nobody will ever love you more than God loves you. It's impossible. No one can do that. It's just unthinkable. So that's my quick uh, little preaching of the night, and I'm sure I'll... Because, you know, I read I read my Bible frequently, and if I find something that's good I want to preach about, then I do. So that's just all the people who worry too much about little things. Just focus on God and focus that He is in control. And He wants what's best for you, so He will give that to you. You have to trust Him in order to receive the the blessing. You have to trust Him. So, y'all take care and have a nice night. Thank you.